0: Welcome to the Dev Questions podcast with Tim Corey. Join us each episode as we tackle the questions you are asking about a career in software development, understanding the industry and new technology. If you're just starting out or you want to grow stronger as a developer, this is the place to get your questions answered. Now, here is your host, expert developer and online educator, Tim Corey.
1: What parts of C Sharp are obsolete? Should I even learn the .NET framework? With .NET 6 coming out, this question is coming up over and over again about what versions are obsolete or which ones should I not learn? Or which ones should I ignore? So let's talk about the different versions of .NET and which ones you should learn and which ones you should just bypass. Now let's look first from a business perspective. This can be important when you are learning C-sharp, when you're growing in C-sharp, when you're improving your C-sharp, most likely it's because you want a job. Now, some people don't want a job. They just want a hobby. They want to do something for themselves or they're just, you know, having fun and that's fine. And this might not apply as much to you, but it's still good to know these things. So for the people who are looking to get a job, You've got to think from a business perspective about programming because when you are learning programming, the the thought is the latest and greatest stuff, the coolest stuff, the stuff that you really uh, find the most fun in. And with .NET 6 right around the corner, this is a great time to be thinking about the latest and greatest stuff and the new stuff that's coming in the cutting edge. But that's not what business thinks about A typical business, let's talk about not a business that's starting today, not a startup, not a a business that's been around for less than a year, but a traditional business is going to be one that probably has a number of years into .NET, maybe 10 plus. And if that's the case, they probably have an application built in the .NET framework. At the time, that was cutting edge when they started out, but... 10 years later, a million plus lines of code, many, many millions of lines possibly of code, that's not an easy ship to turn. That's not something where you say, okay, we're gonna take a weekend and upgrade from .NET Framework to .NET Core. It's not that easy. Even though that upgrade process is pretty clean for such a major upgrade process, it's still not something that a business just undertakes on a whim it may take months or even years to upgrade to a .NET Core 3.1 or .NET 6. So are they going to do that? It's a hard sell. And I have this conversation with people a lot. I had one, a conversation this week about it where a person was saying, I really want to sell the idea of upgrading, but you know, it's going to be a six-month process and the end result is, from a user perspective, the same exact application. There's nothing seems to have changed, no new features. It just took six months of time to do nothing. And that's not really an easy sell to a boss. And, you know, hey boss, I want to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars of man hours and, and, you know, and push off all of our other projects in order to stay in the same place. Not a great sell. Now, there are ways you can sell that, but. That's why businesses don't run on the latest software. They don't run on the cutting edge. It takes a lot of time, a lot of money, and the end result is they don't see much of a difference. Now, again, there's performance improvements for sure. Huge ones just by moving from .NET Framework to .NET Core or from moving from .NET Core, let's say 2.1 to 3.1, 3.1 to 5, 5 to 6. There's all these improvements always happening. So performance-wise, you're going to see an improvement, but again, that's a, a more invisible thing. Unless you're the one watching the server statistics, or unless you are are hitting the, the upper edge of a um, of a a hard barrier, like a server's total processing power, you're probably not going to notice it as the end user. So With that, knowing that businesses aren't moving quickly, they aren't going to just turn on a dime, they're not gonna just upgrade for the sake of upgrading. When it comes to looking at the versions of software that you're gonna need to know going into those businesses, it's a pretty wide range. And really, as I see, there's about nine different versions you should be paying attention to primarily. Now when I say paying attention to that does not mean you have to spend all of your time there in nine different versions, but you should be able to move into those versions and not have a lot of, of brush up time. Okay. So essentially when you come across tutorials in these older versions, don't shy away from them. Maybe just focus on a few. I'll talk, talk about a few to focus on, but the nine different versions are there's four in .NET core that'd be .NET Core 2.1, .NET Core 3.1, .NET 5, and .NET 6. Now, .NET 5 is going to fall off the radar after probably a year or so, because .NET 6 is coming out just around the corner. And once it does, that's the long-term supported version. Thus, .NET 5 will probably fall off since it's not the LTS version. But for right now, there's those four .NET Core versions but there's also five, at least five, maybe six versions of a .NET Framework to also know about. And that is the one that's a maybe is .NET Framework 3.5. That's, it's a very old version, but it is one that there's still major products in. But then .NET 4 for sure, .NET 4.5, .NET 4.6, .NET 4.7, and .NET 4.8. The latest version of .NET Framework is .NET Framework 4.8. So that's the one that will be installed on Windows 11. So when you get your cutting-edge machine, that's still going to have .NET Framework 4.8 on it. And There's a key point here to remember that Microsoft is still fully supporting .NET Framework. That does not mean they are putting new upgrades out to it does not mean they're going to be adding new features or changing how things work or bringing the latest features from .NET 6 into .NET Framework at all. They're not doing that, but they are still supporting the operation, the running, the helping you if you have a problem with .NET Framework. So that's still being supported. It will be supported for a very long time, which means that as a business. You don't have as much incentive to move off of.NET framework because it's still supported and at least supported for a very long time. So again, there's some major versions you're gonna have to know about. Now, which versions should you pay most attention to? Well, the cutting edge is always good. Knowing the cutting edge because if you do get into a startup, if you are asked to create a new project today. Uh, .NET 6 is the way to go. So .NET 6 is is the thing to know going going forward as the cutting edge. That's definitely one to know. Also though, know .NET Core 3.1. If you know that, you know the the rest of .NET Core essentially, you'll be able to handle most things .NET Core. But then also know the .NET framework. What version .NET framework isn't as important if you do four, or four, five, four, six, four, eight, um, not as important because the there's not a ton of movement there that will cause problems if you have to back up. You'll learn a few things that you have to lose, but um, knowing the .NET framework is still important to know if you're going to get a job at a real business because you will still be confronted by these for a long while. Now, do you want to be? Probably not, and you know it may be a choice where you say, hey, I'm gonna limit my field by just saying no .NET framework stuff. That's perfectly okay. You are narrowing your field of potential options, but you are saying I'm gonna stay on the latest version or a later version of .NET rather than just the .NET framework. It's up to you, but when it comes to actually learning from tutorials, so I have a lot of tutorials out there. I have 300 plus on YouTube and not all of those are in .NET Core 6. In fact, right now, I don't think any of them are. Um, I'm getting some soon, but most of them are in older versions of .NET. By older, I mean .NET 5, .NET Core 3.1, or even .NET Framework 4, 5, 4, 6, 4, 7, 4 8. So should you not watch any of those? Should you not... Should you ignore all of those? Well, no. And here's the reason why. Because the C-sharp code in those, for the most part, hasn't changed. Now, yes, user interfaces have changed. So if you're watching a UI project, yes, there'll be some major changes. If you're looking for, for example, MVC. Well, MVC for .NET Framework and MVC for .NET Core are pretty different. Now, the actual MVC portion is pretty, pretty similar, but the setup, how it works, what the, you know, built-in dependency injection and app settings and all the rest for .NET core versions or .NET, you know, five and six versions, those are different than uh, web.config is for the uh, .NET framework MVC. So you might want to learn both or at least be exposed to both, but then pick the one that's going to be what you most want to focus on going forward, okay? So there is a little bit of difference in UI. And if you say, hey, I'm focusing on .NET Core and above, well, then you wouldn't watch a .NET Framework MVC project, but you would for Link. Link hasn't changed that much. And so, yes, maybe some new features, some new tweaks, but you can watch a .NET Framework video on Link and follow along in .NET 6. It'll still work. Um, the same is true for most actual C sharp stuff. I have videos on Dapper. That stuff will work whether it's .NET Framework or .NET six. Same stuff. So there's a lot of things that transfer over um, with my um, my course on Foundation C sharp where I walk you through from you know the start of just installing Visual Studio all the way up through, you know, career development in C-sharp, basically taking you through junior level or maybe even mid-level C-sharp developer um, from start. Well, that I started with .NET Framework and I didn't change until we got to the UI projects and said, okay, now we're gonna change to .NET Core because now it matters. Until that point, it didn't matter. You can follow everything In .NET Core or in .NET Framework, it'll work the exact same way. So for six modules, we go through .NET Code and it would not matter if you're in .NET 6 or in .NET 5 or in um, .NET Framework. So those still apply, even though it's an older version. And I've debated, do I even upgrade it or not? And I actually am going to. I'm in the process of upgrading that to the latest version. We're going to cover.NET um, .NET 6 pretty soon in that course. If you already have a course, don't worry, it's free. Um, you get the newest stuff for free. But there are some changes in .NET 6 that will have to look at compared to .NET 5 and below. Um, but also just the fact that, you know, it's, it's later versions of Visual Studio with later options and... I want you to feel comfortable, but really the content is still the same. The content is still valuable. I'm gonna keep those videos in the courses, the older videos, because they're still valuable, even though they're in a .NET framework. So don't just discard tutorials because they're .NET framework. Look at the content and see. Now, there are some things that you should avoid when learning C-sharp. So there's some things that have not made the jump from .NET Framework to .NET Core and beyond. Those things you should probably avoid because they are on their way out. Now, I will say that you should avoid them, but maybe this is an opportunity to have a little niche that not everybody does. So avoid does not mean never do them. It just means unless you wanna have that niche, don't go this route, okay? So the things to avoid are web forms. So before we had, when we first start off on the web with C-sharp, we had web forms and it was the the equivalent of win forms, but for the web, kind of a drag and drop creator. And they're very, very popular, but they don't really fit with the modern web standards that we have today and they were developed 15 years ago. So they have not moved over from .NET Framework to .NET Core. There's no uh, desire to move them over. We now have Blazor Server and Blazor WebAssembly. These really replace the need for web forms and do so in a modern way. Uh, WCF, Windows Communication Foundation. This is a A pain point, there is a WCF core that's an open source community project, not a Microsoft project, but community project that they're working on to replace WCF with a .NET core version, but don't learn the .NET framework version unless you have, again, that niche need. Um, It was half replaced with gRPC, not fully replaced, and it's not going to be fully replaced, all right? Um, also Windows Workflow and .NET Remoting. Neither of these are going to be replaced in .NET Core or moved over to .NET Core. So if something isn't in .NET Core, then learning in .NET Framework isn't gonna benefit you unless you're working in a company that is still heavily invested in these things. And at that point, again, you can support that company if you want, and you want that, that niche ability because at that point, there's less and less people doing that. Therefore, you're more and more in demand to an extent until companies move off of them. But at the same time, it kind of limits your career because if you spend all your time in web forms, what's your next job gonna be? Because it's not gonna look great on your resume to say, okay, I've got 10 years C sharp experience, which is good, and there's still a lot of value there, But when you spend most of your time on web forms, it's not going to be as um, enthusiastic a response from a hiring manager because they're looking at it and go, yeah, but that's not modern web development. So it's not as valuable to me as a person who's got eight years experience in in .NET Core and .NET Framework uh, web stuff. So that's where I would... Be cautious. Don't put yourself into a dead-end career because it's a niche unless you really understand the repercussions. And even so, I would focus on still learning outside of work, learn .NET Core and the latest .NET stuff and keep yourself active, creating uh, sample projects in .NET 6, okay? So there's definitely things to learn. You can definitely learn across the board in.NET, .NET, there are some things to avoid, those four product types. Also, the idea of avoiding uh, focusing too much on a UI product type that is .NET framework. So um, .NET, uh, ASP.NET MVC, maybe not spend as much time on that as you do ASP.NET Core MVC, which is up through .NET 6. So, that's that's my thought. Now, if you're starting a new project, and so if you're starting today a new project, even though it's not quite out yet, start in .NET 6. Start in .NET 6 right now. Don't start in an older version unless there's an absolute need to do so. Always start your projects in the absolute latest version because if your project becomes that project that a, um, a company is still working on 10 years from now, having to start in .NET 6 gets you a little bit closer to modern development versus starting in a previous version. That's now way obsolete. Now another nice thing is .NET 5 to .NET 6, easy upgrade. .NET 6 to .NET 7, hopefully an easy upgrade. They're supposed to be. So if you can do so, keep your projects upgrading. Now I have had some pushback on this. Well, you know, there's all this testing and stuff has to go on for sure. And that's not something to be taken lightly. But at the same time, you need to think through, do some work now or get so far behind that you just can't do it. And if you just can't do it, then you're stuck. So it's better to invest smaller investments over time rather than getting stuck and just staying on a version that's going to limit you and the world's going to pass you by. All right, so that's my thoughts on uh, what's obsolete and what's not in C-sharp, what you should learn and what you should avoid. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Dev Questions. If you have a question about being a developer, being a C-sharp developer, check out the previous episodes. This is both a podcast and a YouTube video series. So check out both. And if you have any questions, you can also go to devquestions.com and check out where you can find this as a podcast Or grab my YouTube channel and look for the Dev Questions playlist. Have a great day, and as always, I am Tim Corey.
0: Thank you for joining us for this episode of Dev Questions. Tim is committed to making it easier for you to become a developer. If you would like to help make more content like this possible, please like, subscribe, rate, and share Dev Questions. You can also send your questions to questions at iamtimcorey.com.